I made my way across campus, cutting through the university's parking lot. I noticed a black four-door car pulling into the lot. Despite the tinted windows, I could see four shadowy figures inside. The car circled around the loop, slowing to a crawl. There were no parking spaces available. What are they doing? Sightseeing? Cutting across a row, I peeked over my shoulder. The dark car rounded the corner into my lane. I picked up my walking pace, my ears tuned to the engine behind me. Why don't they pass me? I zigzagged across another row, and the car sped up and followed. I swallowed, my heart ping-ponging irregularly, and started to run. The driver gassed the engine and came to a stop beside me, blocking my way. All four doors opened, and I froze in place. Dressed in suits, three men and a woman stepped out. Miss Kelly James? the woman asked. Hugging my books to my chest, I gave a jerky nod, unable to do much else. The woman pulled out a gold badge. You're under arrest for threatening Homeland Security and suspected terrorism. One of the men spun me around and pushed me up against the car. My books scattered on the pavement as he grabbed my arms and pulled them back. The woman patted her hands down my body. You have the right to remain silent. Her voice trailed to a faraway mute. I can't believe this is happening. This must be a mistake. I stared at my clasped hands on the table in front of me. I chewed my thumbnails down to the quick. I hadn't bitten my fingernails in years, not since I took up lollipops. Speaking of which, I would gladly give a few of my 191 IQ points for a watermelon-flavored one right now. I peered up at the blurry clock and realized I still wore my reading glasses, never could remember to take them off. Shoving them on top of my head, I read the time. 9.34. I'd been in this overly warm, white-walled interrogation room with its stale coffee odor for exactly 31 minutes. It seemed more like hours. Only a metal desk and three non-cushioned chairs occupied the center of the room. I'd seen enough TV to know the wall-length mirror in front of me was two-way. How could I have been so stupid? Stupid, stupid, stupid. And all for a guy. David. A hot guy. But still. Lifting my head, I stared at my reflection. I looked tired. Worn out. Stressed. All those words popped into my mind as I studied my limp blonde ponytail, pale face, and the dark shadows under my eyes. Were people staring back at me? Talking? Discussing what I'd done? I would tell them what they wanted to know, but no one had asked me any questions. They drove me in silence to the police station, escorted me in, sat me down in this room, and told me they'd be back. That had been 31 minutes ago. 9.36. Correction, 33 minutes ago. My mind shifted to David. 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 Until moving into the dorm two months ago, I hadn't realized guys existed. Well, I realized, just not realized. He was popular at East Iowa University. He played baseball, was in a fraternity, and worked in the admissions office. Not popular enough for me to go to jail for him, though. 
His words came back to me as I closed my eyes. I'm adopted and my parents are hiding it from me. The way he'd said it, his urgency, made me go all mushy and decide to help. It's just, well, he'd been so nice to me. Before him, no one had ever taken the time to get to know me. I found some papers, letters from a man named Mike Scher, saying if anything ever happened to him, the man I know as my father would raise his baby boy. I found an adoption document with a government seal and top secret stamped on it. It had my name, my father's name, and Mike Scher's name. When I turned 18, I did some research, but the State Department told me I wasn't adopted. Something's going on, and I need to figure it out.